If you want it, you can have it. But you gotta learn to reach out there and grab it. Hello and welcome to We Are Weezer Perfect Situations 24. We Are Weezer is a podcast about Weezer. I'm your host, Rachel, and let me tell you about our two types of episodes. We have a song review episode where I have a guest host. We scour the internet to find details and fun facts on your favorite Weezer songs. We'll give you the details, we'll review it, and we'll rate it using our special rating system. And we have perfect situations where I'll cover some Weezer news, we'll have a guest interview, tell some Weezer stories or give you the history behind a Weezer mark, which is a Weezer landmark. So I'll be right back with our special guest, Alex H., in just a minute. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine, and throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine, I get to shine, and throw your hands up in the sky. Welcome back, everyone. This is Rachel, and I'm here today with Alex Hodowanek. Did I do it right? Yeah. Perfect. Okay, good. And uh, I just got a little lesson, and apparently it happens all the time. It's okay. It happens to me, too, but mine's shorter, so people just add an E at the end. Um, I imagine that yours is a lot more difficult to explain. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah, spelling. Yeah. <laughs> It's just kind of a jumble of letters, so people usually just default to Alex H or yes, Alex. Are you like Czechoslovakian or Ukrainian? So ah, that's okay. uh, relevant to the American uh, <laughs> culture right now, I guess. So go Ukraine. Yes, <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that actually. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, so maybe I shouldn't yeah. agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. Uh, <laughs> We're just saying things. Yeah. Ignore us. Well, so the story of how Alex came to be on the show, how did you hear about us talking about you on the podcast? All right. <laughs> this is going to sound like really uh, arrogant, maybe a little thing. So I... I don't know. I, I post on like music message boards a lot, and I was on this like uh, Reddit or somewhere else. Uh, there's like a Kanye fan forum that I post on occasionally, um, and I I don't usually do it, and especially not now. Um, I sometimes like post like music I do or like just edits of like Kanye songs. And this one guy was like being really rude to me for no reason. He was like uh, like saying how like terrible my music was. Uh, and then this one guy like responded back and he said, don't you know, this is the guy who made Yeezer? And I was like, oh, I didn't know that was like still, I didn't know. Like I, I never said it on the forum. It just, uh, I guess it carried. So I just like looked up my name. I was like, does this still come up when you look up my name? Uh, so I typed in and then one of the first results was your podcast. So I 
I was like, oh, cool. There was a, a podcast that was done recently that mentioned user on it. So I, <laughs> I figured I'd give it a listen. And obviously, I, I really liked the uh, podcast. I thought it was really well done, which I think nowadays is a, a rarity in podcasts. Uh, it's very funny and professional and very uh, interesting to listen to, obviously. So I, I, I had to reach out and I had to at least just talk to you because it seemed very uh, interesting to talk to. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I was very excited to hear from you. I was like, yes. <laughs> I feel like, uh, I don't know, sometimes I just get lucky and get to talk to all these cool Weezer people. And I asked him last minute, so it's not his fault. But Brian from the Great Albums podcast is actually the person that turned me on to the Yeezer. So uh, he kind of, you know, I asked him like, hey, do you have any questions that you want me to ask Alex? Because I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. And I didn't hear back yet, but I'm sure that he is going to be excited to hear that you're on the show. So that's cool. Yeah. So tell us about, like, I feel like you're famous for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess it's a way to describe it. <laughs> Internet I, famous or? Yeah, like Z-list celebrity maybe. Is, uh, <laughs> what made you decide to do it? Or were you just having fun and put it out there and then it kind of blew up? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I started doing like mashups in high school, I think. Uh, I think my, like. 10th grade, I don't know, 11th grade, maybe. At the time, it was just kind of like a joke, I guess. I mean, I just like put like uh, like Jay-Z rap songs over like the, the Shrek soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> and I when I really got into Weezer around like the end of high school, I would like listen to it in the car constantly. And I had a friend who, like my group of friends are probably more Kanye fans and they were Weezer fans. Uh, and I, my one friend just randomly announced the, the word Yeezer. Uh, and then I just thought, you know, there's, there's something to that. It's, it's there, there's an idea somewhere in there. Uh, so I just, I don't know, to me, at least I just, when there's like a dumb idea, I just take it to like, it's logical extreme. So it's like, let's just do like an entire, <laughs> entire album of just Kanye and Weezer songs. And originally when I, when I did it and I posted it on like Reddit or on Twitter or YouTube, wherever I posted it, uh, it did not get any kind of like response or feedback. It just immediately got buried. No one listened to it, which was fine. Cause I wasn't really doing it for any kind of like attention. I just thought it was funny. Uh, I just thought I'd make my friends laugh or like enjoy it. And then like a year later I posted it again uh, like around October of 2015. And it's for every reason that time it just started really Took getting off. traction. Yeah. So that's, that's a little, uh, fun fact is that Weezer actually, the album was actually released and done a year before it actually became popular. So interesting. And is there any rhyme or reason to the songs that you chose or yeah. is it just because they matched up? I, I wanted to at least, like, because at, at this time, White Album hadn't come out. Uh, I think Everything Be Alright was the most recent album that had come out. I wanted to kind of just, like, represent as many eras of Weezer, as many, like, albums. I didn't want to, like, pull too much from just Blue Album or pull too much from 
green album or anything like that. I wanted to kind of give it a fair shake. So I think except for Hurley, every Weezer album up until that point is represented on Weezer. Um, cool. So that was that was kind of the intention of like let's not make it just like blue album with you know Kanye songs. I just wanted to at least make it obvious that this was a a passion project for someone who liked Weezer and who liked Kanye a lot. Uh, in terms of the Kanye songs, it was more so what songs fit over top of those Weezer songs. I guess some like backstory if you're not super familiar with mashup community mashup whatever is that yeah no i'm not (laughs) so so i'll I'll give you the quick rundown is that uh basically artists back in not so much nowadays but back in like the 2000s when they would release singles or they'd release uh promotional songs they would usually on the b side of the record or just like in the itunes single just as a way to pad out the length of the record, they would also add these things called acapellas, which are just the like isolated vocal recording of the song. Uh, usually just for the sake of like having DJs pull them over their own tracks or having them be like, you know, mixed or mashed with other songs. So there's only like a finite amount of acapellas that exist for an artist. And it's up to the, like, you know, the artist camp to release those acapellas. So it's not like there's like an unlimited amount of Kanye songs you can pick from. There is like a select pool. So from there, it's kind of like narrowing down like this song sounds good on this song. This song doesn't sound good. So you kind of have to, there is like, I guess, a restriction to it. Mm -hmm. So so that's why there's like some, I think, more well-known Kanye songs that are not featured on the album because they just don't have acapellos or they just don't really fit with the the Weezer songs that were picked. What's your favorite one out of the album? Uh, out of the mashup album? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I think I like the Island in the Sun American Boy mashup the most. I think that was one of those like aha moments of just like, these are two songs that I guarantee you were never <laughs> talked about in the same room, ever thought about in the same room, but like put them together and they sound like they should just be the same song. So that's always... Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. Well, and I like Kanye too, so it's fun to hear them together and weird at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's the, I think that's maybe the the secret of why I think the album is so successful is because it's not, it's funny, but it's not, obviously it comes from a place of love and like you can listen to it. And it's very obvious that like it's made by someone who really likes both Kanye and Weezer. You know, it's not just like this novelty thing. I think there is an actual appreciation of those two artists. And you kind of like, at least to me, I know what I like about those artists. And I really just want to like emphasize those things and include those things in a mashup of what I would want to hear. So I think if you like Kanye, if you like Weezer, there's something to get out of the mashup, you know? Yeah. Or just listen to it and and uh, have fun yeah. for about an hour. Yeah. Why not Wheezy? Uh, <laughs> because Wheezy is actually Lil Wayne's nickname. Oh. I actually think there is a Weezer song that Lil Wayne's in, right? Uh, yes. Can't Stop Partying. And he actually name drops uh, It's Weezer and It's Wheezy. 
which in my opinion, I think they just had Lil Wayne on the track so he could say that. <laughs> um, I think that definitely came before the actual song like concept, but uh, yeah, so that, that is why I just to make this clear that this was not the Lil Wayne Weezer mashup album that maybe people were waiting for. Is that next or is that like in the presses? (laughs) If someone else wants to tackle that one and be my guest, I I don't know if I'm the man capable of doing that. So have you had a lot of Kanye fans reach out to you about this in approval or disapproval or? Yeah. Okay. So this this is a Weezer podcast, so I'll, I'll try not to. The two thing, I I think Weezer fans are actually the ones who are more, I don't want to say offended, but I think more polarized about it. I think Kanye fans at least don't know of Weezer in the same way Weezer fans might know of Kanye. I think, you know, for better or for worse, Kanye is kind of a <laughs> polarizing figure mm-hmm. in everything. Uh, and I think maybe someone who listens to Weezer might not necessarily identify or appreciate Kanye in the same way that like uh, a Kanye fan probably is like, I like, you know, I like pop music. I like rock music. So Weezer obviously sounds good. I think as a Weezer fan, there's maybe like another hurdle you have to jump over to like it. So I guess the point of this long ramble is that Kanye fans usually are the ones who are super receptive to it and they like it. And it's usually Weezer fans who you have to push a little bit more to be like this is the, the, you, you might enjoy this this isn't as much of like a as a shit show as it might come off as so well i mean in my opinion to appreciate kanye's music is not to say that you appreciate kanye yeah so you don't have to like the person to enjoy the music in fact i didn't even really know what kind of guy he was uh, before I started listening to his music. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i a Kanye fan, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I was more... I wasn't iffy about the mixture of the two. I was just uh, wondering how it was going <laughs> to happen out. and like yeah. sound good. So, yeah. I mean, as long as it comes out good i don't think it's weird i i see it as being fun yeah i i think also like at least for weezer fans i think there is this kind of uh i can't think of the word apprehension maybe of the idea of just the 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 era of weezer like the the rad to the era of like party hip-hop infused weezer songs i think maybe that also maybe comes across as a little concerning but i again i i definitely don't think that's the the tone or the style of user it's a little bit more in tune with the rock you know the 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 pop rock i guess is what they call it yeah i would i could see uh kanye like sampling weezer before i would say that i could see rivers like reaching out to kanye and saying like hey Let's do something. Let's Although, some I don't know. I think they would be really great together. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because they're so creative and interesting. And now I think that Weezer is getting big enough to maybe talk to him. Maybe five years ago, he wouldn't have been able to 
get a hold of Kanye, but maybe now, you know, it would be entertained. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Well, cool. I think that's like the the incredible thing about Weezer is that like it's they're kind of like a eternal band. Like I they're just as popular now as they were like when they first came out, if not more popular. I I think it really says something about both like Weezer and Kanye's like staying power that twenty years after I mean with the Weezer it's like yeah, like almost thirty like years after they are on the scene, people are still so invested in interest in their music you know yeah although i must say i've pretty much fallen off the kanye bandwagon yeah but i'm sure i'll be back once i hear something that reels me in i don't know yeah i'm I'm pretty much in the same boat as you can't i think the last cd that i bought was the gold one is that king what's it called throne Yes, Watch or Beware the Throne, or Watch is it Watch the Throne? The throne? Yeah. yeah, that's the last one I bought. Uh, I liked it, and then after that, I was like, I I don't know if that's when he got married and was like doing other weird things with like fashion or what, and I was just like, eh. But yeah, no, know. that I think that is definitely like the cutoff point of like, Kanye fans describe it as old Kanye versus new Kanye. Yeah, I would say that's kind of that was kind of the cutoff point of when Kanye became. Kanye, the the capitalist media, you know, uh, personality as opposed to just Kanye, the musician. So it'll be but, interesting to see what happens with him. Yeah, for sure. You you always have to wonder how. I guess how much of this is pre-planned, and how much of this is Kanye just kind of talking out of his ass. <laughs> you know, he he has these interviews where he talks about how he's going to create this like trillion dollar company or there's, you know, he's, he's going to reinvent the way we live life. You kind of have to wonder, like, I mean, he's a really good musician. I, I don't know if I'm completely on board with uh, Kanye as like the next Walt Disney, but I don't know. Like <laughs> I would love to be proven wrong. If we live in a, a, a post Kanye society, I would be all for it. <laughs> Not if we have to wear those clothes. That's true, yeah. <laughs> if I would <laughs> wear those crazy bag bag lady clothes yeah. or whatever. The beige, yeah. Yeah. The... I'm not into it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, so tell us uh, what else you do. I know that you, you just graduated. You're really into graphic design. So are you like into music as a career or mostly graphic design? Yeah, um... I I mean I am probably like a lot more of a illustrator graphic designer than I am a musician. I actually I would say as weird as it is to uh, say I'd say of all my friends I'm probably the least musically inclined of them. I like I for this life of me cannot like keep rhythm. I can't tell you what songs or in like key signatures or like what chords are i have to always ask my friends about those kind of things <laughs> so it's kind of weird that like i at least on the internet i'm known as a musician because i don't know if i really would consider myself as someone who's musically inclined i think i'm just someone who's really passionate about music and just really likes music to the point where i have to like i just kind of force myself to do it but i don't have that like innate talent of music i think in the same way i have like illustration and design where i just like to me that's like second nature i get why things look good i get why why you should 
draw things the way you draw them, why things should be like colored the way they are. Um, so yeah, my main like interest and I guess career is art and then music's kind of a hobby. So. And you said that you're designing posters for bands or. Yeah. Uh, I, I do album covers for a lot of Ah. like rappers. It, It kind of started like I, I used to post on, uh, like a Tumblr I had and I used to post like a lot of like hip hop related, uh, like drawings of like musicians like Kanye, Kendrick Lamar, Frank Ocean. Uh, and then rappers would come out to me and like contact me to do like album artwork for them. And then from there, it was just kind of one of those, like one person would get their artwork from me and then they'd recommend me to someone else. So I have this weird, like group of people in like Cleveland, Ohio, who come to me for their album artwork because they're all kind of in the same circle. So that's really cool. So what artists have you designed albums for? So there's this one rapper, Carlos Slim, who's part of this Cleveland group. Uh, I've done one of his album artworks. And then I think he has another project coming up that I think also my artworks featured for. Uh, I have this other rapper named uh, Ray Rich, who I just did. They had like a Halloween uh, EP. I did their album cover for. And then over the years, there's also been people who have like come through and just asked me to do work. And I always ask them after I finish it, it's like, when the album's done, make sure you send it over to me because I want to listen to it, obviously. Um, I'm always like, with Carlos and Ray, I, I mean, like, I also think I'm just a fan of the music too. So I really appreciate it and honored to just be able to do it for them. But it always kind of bothers me when people don't send me the music afterwards. It's like, I just... I just want to listen to it too. Like I want, you know, I'm a, I want to be a fan. Don't so. make me pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> that too, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's just people over the years that have kind of done work for and just have not heard from. So maybe just somewhere out there floating around, there's album artwork for stuff I've never heard of. Don't know where it is. Don't know <laughs> what's going on with it. But it's all right. I'm sure. Maybe I don't know. So you're a big hip hop fan. Like who else are you into besides Kanye? Uh, I'd say Kendrick Lamar is probably like up there. I'm a big Outkast fan. I mean, I guess Frank Ocean's hip hop. Uh, I guess he's like R and B too. I think those would be like my top three favorite artists in that ballpark. I like Gorillaz a lot too. I don't know if that's technically hip hop. Um, they do like a bunch of different genres and things, but they sometimes do hip hop. So I like. I would say that their roots are hip hop. So anything after that is in their, like intertwined in there somehow. Yeah. So I would call it, I would call, I mean, what else would you call it? Yeah, that's true. There's always that like weird, just alternative label that gets applied to music that people don't really know the description for, right? They're just like, oh, I don't know what to call this. It's it's alternative. But yeah, yeah I'd agree that Grills is probably more hip hop than it is alternative or rock or whatever have you yeah i guess i don't know if i missed it or if it hasn't happened yet but they're coming out with a new album the gorillas Mm -hmm. resist the something or something so i'm excited about that yeah for sure i'm a big gorillas (laughs) fan i also saw that on your reddit that you're a fan of breaking bad (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel like, do you know who Nardwar is? No. Nardwar is this uh, interviewer, and he, uh, he like, interview bands with have these very, like, specific questions that you have to do a lot of like <laughs> random digging for and they're always like catch the uh the uh the band off guard because they're very like <laughs> esoteric and specific that's kind of how i feel right now it's like <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah well it's just like like i do like breaking bad a lot i'm very embarrassed that you had to go through my reddit history and see how much i just like argue about breaking <laughs> bad with people it, well you're like it was really cute you're like so do you think you're like asking <laughs> legit questions about breaking bad plots oh. and like what people thought about it and um I was like, oh, okay. Well, because I just recently started re like watching it, so mm-hmm. I'm on season three or four now, and okay. so I was like, oh, fun. <laughs> I'll talk about Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, I I love Breaking Bad. I love I love talking about Breaking Bad, as you can tell from my Reddit history. I have these like five, six paragraph like theses on like just scenes in the show um i don't know i i think it's just really like fun show to discuss because there's so many like different takeaways you can have from it like so many different viewpoints you can have from it so i think it's just really fun to honestly just argue about it um yeah for yeah. example i don't know if i can continue to watch because i'm starting to hate walt and yeah for sure. i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hate him. I yeah. don't want to hate anybody. Um, but like some of the characters were super fun. Like those creepy brothers who didn't talk. Oh yeah, the twins. Yeah, they yeah they were fun to watch and like totally like freaked me out. And I don't know. Like I used to get a heart attack every time something was going to happen. And I feel like now I'm at the point that like what <sighs> else could happen? And also I don't like the main character. So I don't know if I am going to continue. So what do you think? Should I continue? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think the, I, I've rewatched it so many times at this point. I like, I think watching the first time you root for Walt up until a certain point. And then you realize like, Oh, he actually is kind of a jerk. He's kind of a bad guy. And then you always, something that I always see is people hate his wife, Skylar a lot. But I think if you rewatch the show, you realize that she's actually like the only like sensible person there. Like you really sympathize with what she's going through and what she's having to put up with. So I always think it's like a a good test of someone's character is what side are they on in terms of do they love or hate the Skylar character? But I think at the very least, at least the show ends with Walt getting, you know, his comeuppance or what he deserves. So even if you hate the character, it's at least fun to see him lose it all, right? And then, you know, there's always at Spoiler least... Spoiler alert. I thought, you said, I thought you said you were rewatching it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I well, I I know that, like, it's already done. Like, they came out with a movie yeah. or something, yeah. so... Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would I, hope that, like, if you're... Like, I realize that I'm coming into Breaking Bad, like, five years after whatever. Uh, so, so have you... Have, what? Have you watched the series before, like, all the way no. through? I've watched okay, the first so season, and then I started re-watching it because my husband, like, I guess we ran out of things to watch. So I'm on season three or four. I don't know how many okay. there are. But okay. I know that he dies because I know that in okay. the new, there's a movie, right, 
yeah. about yeah. Jesse. El Camino. And mm-hmm. he, like, Walt, you know, I've read that Walt comes back, but it's like, how is he going to come back? Because he's dead. So mm-hmm. that's okay. why I know. But I don't know, like, how or, mm-hmm. like, so don't tell me All that. Right. No, I, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you clarified because I was about to go in this whole <laughs> This whole tirade about I um, I'm glad that you uh, said that because that's what the drop some spoilers on you. Oh no! Um, yeah, so I I'll, I'll still I'll steer clear of that. All I'll say is that if you don't root for Walt, you can always root for Jesse at least because I think even though Jesse kind of starts off as you know this piece of shit meth dealer, I think and that's kind of the point of the show is that people have layers, people have sides to them. They have you know they're not just like a one note character. There's always there's no like objective truth. There's or, like a white or black situation. So you kind of understand that even though Jesse does bad things, I think he's still redeemable. And I think he still has good traits to him too. And I think that maybe the good outweighs the bad. And I think maybe Walt's the opposite where he does some good things, but he does a lot more bad things, which maybe tips the scale in the other way. So well, and it's like sometimes you expect Walt to like do the right thing or the better thing. Mm-hmm. And it's Jesse being the one that's like, dude, uh, you can't have a child selling drugs for you on the street yeah. or like these crazy tweakers and their kid who's got dirty diaper, dirty everything in the house. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, yeah. And like, didn't want to do drugs with the Kristen Ritter and got caught up in it. Like, I don't know what's going on with him and the girlfriend now, but like, I'm kind of nervous about that. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, it seems like he's always at least has a line and draws a line somewhere of what he's going to do. But Walt is like, you know, I'll kill somebody for like whatever, because I don't, want them to take my business or whatever. And I didn't think he would ever do that, which is, it's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's like the, the driving difference between the two characters is that Walt does it because he has pride. He has like, he has an ego about it. He wants to be the best. He wants to be, he wants no one else to compete with him. uh, And he wants people to know that he's the best. And I think Jesse does it because it's the only way of life he knows. And he doesn't do it because he's trying to prove something. He's just trying to to, <laughs> to survive. Yeah, yeah, survive. So he, I think he's able to at least assess situations from like a normal, like I'm not trying to go this deep into this world. But Walt, he, whatever it takes to, you know, to get his name out there, he's willing to do. So it's always scary to see what next step he'll take. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, cool. Let's take a quick break and we'll get back to Alex and talk about Weezer. If you've had enough Breaking Bad and other stuff on the show so far. This is number one champion sound. Yeah, Estelle, we about to get down. We're the hottest in the world right now. Just touched down in London they give me a pound tell them put the money in my hand right now tell the promoter we need more seats we just sold out all the floor seats take me on a trip i'd like to go someday take me to new york i'd love to see LA. i really want to come pick it with you you'll be my american boy 
So why don't you tell us about how you got into Weezer? What's your Weezer story? Okay. So I obviously, I'm a, I'm a little bit young to be on the initial wave of Weezer. I was born in 1995, so I I wasn't even alive when Blue Album came out. So I got into, my knowledge of Weezer is always like secondhand. Uh, I've like seen them on, like I'd see music videos played by them or like commercials over the years, but I never really, it's never really like clicked with me. I mean, granted, this was kind of in their weird, dark period of like the mid 2000s. I just never really like caught on with me. But I'd always see, like, I think it was around 2010 when the Pinkerton Deluxe version came out that people, like, were that kind of that conversation about Pinkerton started up again. People were kind of commenting on its legacy and commenting on, you know, its impact on music, I think, in general. And I, at that point, this was before, like, streaming and before, like, Spotify or Apple Music. So I would just, like, download albums um, just because they seemed interesting. And I honestly, I just would not listen to them i just have them in my library to kind of maybe one day i'll listen to it it just seems interesting i'll just have it on the backlog so i had pinkerton just because it sounded interesting what people were saying you know this was this very influential uh album i just wanted to see what the hype was about never got around to listening to it honestly until like maybe four years later uh my senior year of high school i it was just in my library i was like i, I never listened to this album that's just been collecting dust in this iTunes music library. I'll check it out. And then I listened through it and I just like every song just like hits perfectly. It just, it's such a consistent, strong album in a way like I'd never had heard before. Just every song I love every song, like, I mean, for better, or for worse, like I identify with in some way. And it's to the point where it became like just an obsession. I remember I burned like a CD of Pinkerton for like for my car to just like listen to when I was like driving with my friends or whatever, I would just, I, I could not not be listening to the album. Like when I was home, that was the only album I was playing. When people would drive me somewhere, I was like, we have to listen to this. Like this is the only <laughs> thing that I, I can like vibe with or like understand right now. So there's just this constant, just obsession with this album. And then from there, obviously just like, well, what other Weezer music is there? This can't be the only thing. So then I listened to Blue Album and it was kind of the same story, just like every song just connects, every song is perfect. And then then there, you know, there's kind of this story about those are the two like holy grail albums, and then everything else is maybe to a second tier. But I I actually discovered that I don't even agree with that. I thought that the the rest of the discography was really great too and really solid. So for like a good year, all I'd listened to was just Weezer albums and Weezer music. And during that time, too, it was when I started working on the Weezer uh, mashup project. So it was kind of this like hand in hand obsession of I need to keep listening to Weezer music and also I need to keep creating my response to Weezer music. So, yeah. So you started with the deluxe edition of Pinkerton rather than regular Pinkerton. So you had uh, like those B sides. I actually don't think so. I now I do. I don't remember when I initially downloaded the album if I had the deluxe version, if I had just downloaded the like initial like to hear it in yeah. its like original original. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That's how I have to listen to it because I just can't I love the B sides, but I don't want to hear it every time. Sometimes I just want to hear 
Pinkerton. Yeah. And it's interesting that you heard Pinkerton before Blue. Mm-hmm. It's always weird to me when somebody starts not at the beginning, but you, mm-hmm. but I mean, it just is what it is. Like you can't help not, you know, I'm sure with like Beatles songs, like people don't like go to like, you know, help or whatever randomly. They usually start somewhere else and mm-hmm. go through. So what's your favorite song on Pinkerton? I think my first listen to, I think El Scorcho was the one that like connected with me the most. So I think I'll always have like a soft spot for it. I think Falling For You is up there. I mean, I don't, honestly, all the songs I love, uh, I it's really weird. Like it's one of those albums I really don't know if I can pick like absolute best. Because I think Across the Sea is also there too. Good Light. I'm just like naming half the album at this point. Right. So. <laughs> it, feel, it feels really just like unfair to say, hmm, I like all of them. Like that's not an answer, but... I was listening to it today to just kind of like hear where the song is on the album and to just become more familiar. And, and I was like, gosh, darn it. This is a really good album. Like, it's so good. I just, I don't know. There's. Yeah. I I legitimately think it's like a perfect album. There's just no song in that album. I would like cut out or go, this is obviously like a weak point. And there's albums I love, like, I mean, honestly, even albums that make maybe I'd rank above Pinkerton that I still feel like, uh, this song you could probably do without, or this song definitely isn't as strong as this song. But I just think like Pinkerton's just like from start to finish is just like a consistent, like high. And I, 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 that's just like such a statement to the band and such a statement to Rivers, like songwriting ability to be able to like maintain that for 40 minutes, you know? Yeah. Even with, slow songs in in it, which I guess you could think of Across the Sea as a a slow song, but listening to it, I mean, it's not. It's like rocking Mm -hmm. at some point, (laughs) but it's like the other slow song with Butterfly on this album, I think. So would you say this is your favorite, is Pinkerton your favorite album or do you have another one? I it's in my top five albums. Uh, I think my favorite album of all time is uh, "The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me" by Brand New, which I think definitely takes like notes from Pinkerton. Definitely a post-Pinkerton album. "Jesus" by Kanye is up there. Uh, "Blonde" by Frank Ocean. I don't know what number four would be. Probably Pinkerton. So that's <laughs> that would be the that'd be the, the top four albums at least. Okay, and I know it's hard to pick a favorite song. So with with your story, it was just like catching Weezer in the news. Like none of your other friends were really into them. You just kind of like did it all on your own or? Uh, my my friends, Chris and Ryan, I remember were into Weezer. I think they were more into like the like the blue album Weezer. And again, I don't know. I just am just like ignorant. <laughs> I just didn't. I never like there's so much music that comes out, so much stuff that people like I just for every reason it never compelled me to like look further but I do know that at least like I had friends who were like into Weezer but I don't know if they were like obsessive in the same way that I became once I listened to Pinkerton but I know (laughs) at least like you know people were listening yeah I think Weezer is one of those bands where you either I don't know like you love them or you you like know everything about them know the history the story or you know nothing because you don't care because it's just Weezer Um, And it's just like, yeah, there's a couple fun songs or whatever, but they do have some crazy fans. 
What do you what do you love about Weezer? How do you feel about the new the new stuff? I I mean what I like about Weezer, I think is just like I think the songwriting is great. I remember I don't know if it ever came out, but I know at one point Rivers was like teasing some kind of like songwriting book he was gonna do or some kind of uh insight onto how he writes like melodies or how he writes like uh the songs he does, which I would be just like utterly fascinated by. I like on paper there's a lot of things about Weezer songs that shouldn't work, but then in like execution just like are flawless. I think that's I yeah, I just think that's my favorite part. It's just like I think how like catchy and how well crafted these songs are. In terms of the new stuff, I thought I mean, I think that there's like, I I don't know if I love Weezer as a cover band. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think that I'm really appreciative that they're still like around. I think it's great that like there's because you know I like we were saying earlier. I consider myself like a young fan of Weezer. I got into them really late, but there's people who are even younger than me who are listening to them now, right? Mm-hmm. So I I appreciate that, and I'm interested to see what Van Weezer ends up being because as we've learned that sometimes even the way the band describes an album is not how it turns out right i'm still trying to wrap my head around how the black album is the darkest weezer album yet i don't know why that (sighs) became like a talking piece of the album but sure Uh, and then there's also was it okay human which may or may not be a real album so see what happens with weezer yeah there's definitely some exciting things on the horizon though yeah i'm very interested about van weezer because i want to see if it's just a fun name or are they going to do like legit tributes to classic rock you know like the the good old days of rock and roll like the beginnings the 80s it seems like it it seems like they want to with their covers, but I don't know that, you know, people want that because it kind of feels like that's what the Black Album did yeah. in a different way. And I'd rather just hear some new Weezer music. For sure. Yeah, I, I, again, I just don't understand what Van Weezer is. Like you said, is it a homage? Is it a... I don't know. I mean, because like you could listen to Black Album and like you could listen to like High as a Kite or you could listen to uh, Can't Knock the Hustle and you could get like a completely different impression of what the album is as opposed to what it actually ended up being. So it's the same with uh, Van Weezer. I don't know if this new single is actually like indicative of what this is going to turn out being. I don't know. Maybe the entire like second half of the album is just Van Halen covers. You really don't know with Weezer. <laughs> yeah. I, it makes me a little bit nervous mm-hmm. because the white album was so amazing. And then we got Pacific Daydream, which was well done and hyped up uh, in the Weezer world and maybe not the world world, but um, <laughs> was received well. And then almost immediately Black Album, Teal Album, and all this other stuff. And I feel like it's like that that stuff was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean. Do you, how much of it do you think is like intentional on the band's part to just like subvert expectations? Like, I, I think that the White Album at least proves that like the band knows what I guess you know the old time Weezer fans want and what they expect, 
and that they can still deliver it, but then they just intentionally like go off track and kind of do their own thing. Do you think that's like Rivers and company intentionally like trying to change up the sound, or do you think it's like a misunderstanding of what people or what they think people want Weezer to be? I think it's them trying to mix up the sound, but it's like too much mixing up to where it's like too different or, you know, on, on the black album, I think clearly they were trying to like put like every genre into one album or something and like see what they could push themselves to do, like how musicians do, but, and then they put it out. Whereas I would probably have like maybe waited and you know how with their backlog, like they have all these songs, but they didn't like, they didn't make it to an album. Like that's probably Mm -hmm. what I would have done with the black album stuff Yeah, uh, with the exception of, you know, high as a kite and maybe the, the zombie bastards with the guy from panic. It might be panic at this. Oh, like Brendan Urie. Yes. Yeah. So maybe, you know, put those out as B-sides on some, or, you know, whatever. I don't know that I would have put out that whole album or yeah. the Teal album. I, you know, but hey, that's just me. Well, I, I mean, I guess that's why I ask. It's just, I don't think, <laughs> was anyone really asking for a Weezer cover album? And I, I don't know if it's like this miscalculation or misjudgment of, you know, obviously Africa in a weird way kind of revitalized the Weezer a career and do you think it was just like a idea of hmm i guess people just want to hear weezer cover songs let's make an album or do you think it's rivers just like you know what i love doing covers now that's what we're let's just make an album of it i, I don't know how much of it's like this like misguided appeasement of people how much of it is just rivers kind of deciding ah this is how i'm feeling today uh well so i think it's about like we could make some money off of this mm-hmm Africa is a cover. If we're going to do it, if we're going to like do our favorite songs or do some fun stuff together, they could probably knock out that album in one day at the studio and make a million times more from it just for fun to like do their favorite songs. And why not? Yeah. Maybe I'm a little too close to it, but I feel like in ways I feel like the Teal album is like more the reception to that has been bigger, stronger than the Black album. I honestly feel like the Teal album comes up more in conversation to a to a maybe a non Weezer fan than the Black album does. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, for sure, and that's weird and kind of sad. Yeah. But it's kind of a bummer for at sure. least it was a conversation starter and it'll if anything it'll like bring people in and then they'll listen to the good stuff yeah i wish they would have toured pacific daydream though (laughs) yeah i wish that they would still keep the white album songs in their set list i don't know why those got phased out as quickly as they did i'm not sure i don't know i i i I I question the set list sometimes yeah yeah or any of the new songs. I think that when I go to a concert, if I'm paying the good money to see a headliner, I do want to hear a lot of the new stuff because if you're a real fan, you have that new stuff. Like you're going to, yeah. maybe they, I don't know, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I would love to, in the same way they did the, was it the, the memories tour that did blue album Pinkerton. I would, I would love to see 
the band do shows for their other albums because I there's a lot of albums where they've not played select songs from ever, right? Am I am I wrong in saying that? So I'd like to see at least no, some of those for songs. sure. Yeah. So I'd like to see some songs that have not been tackled, tackled. And I just I, I think in the way that the set list is, it doesn't really permit that. So I'd kind of like to see some I don't know, some deeper cuts from maybe the the lesser sung albums and well, maybe after the stadium tour, when they make a million, gajillion, trillion dollars, yeah. they'll be able to do whatever they want and they can do that tour. <laughs> and I would love to see that tour. And rock it out. Maybe like a White Album Pacific Daydream tour so to yeah. appease all of those people. Although <laughs> I don't know how many of us there are out there, but... It's so weird when a band like releases a new album and just chooses not to play songs from it. I don't understand the the reasoning behind that i because weezer's not all not the only band that does that but i just don't understand why you work on all these new songs and just be like yeah we'll play like two songs from it and then we'll play the same <laughs> songs we've played for like 20 years for the rest of it i wonder what yeah. that stadium tour i wonder what that stadium tour i wonder what the set list is going to be like for that oh I god mean, yeah <laughs> i know i'm worried about it or i'm pre-worrying <clears throat> about it already it's gonna be the hits for sure yeah because I think with the stadium, you can sell like boondock seats for cheap and then you'll get the people that, you know, just want those seats. And those are the people that are going to be like, you don't want to like kill the Green Day fans with your deep cut, you know? <laughs> I would love for a Green Day fan to listen to a Weezer <laughs> deep cut. They're going to drive us crazy with whoever, uh, like I'm going to have to watch Fallout Boy. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the trade-off, right? Though, is if you went to the or if you go to the show, are you going to want to hear Fallout Boy deep cuts? Probably no. not. So, yeah. No. So, I guess you got to consider those people too. Yeah, but if it was a Weezer show, I'd be like, yeah, I only want deep deep cuts. And if you came here for not those, then go to the stadium tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm sure you're the same way to a certain point where, like, when they play like the the greatest hits, it's just kind of like, all right, okay, I get it. Just kind of move on with this one. I'm I'm tired of hearing this song a hundred times. I would love to just do something They've strange or do something weird too. Yeah, yeah. I do like on the last tour where they they had you know sets and clothing changes and specific points where they would like have a you know, reverse would go on the boat and it would be twinkling lights. And yeah. so there was like these cool planned out parts of the show. And I appreciated that. But I also, you know, I think it's time for like a deep cut something yeah. for the the OG fans. And I think the heart, like the hardcore fans, and there's more of them now, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. I, I wonder the stadium tour, how... How theatrical is it going to be? Because you kind of assume that. I, I I think there's this intention of releasing Van Weezer first, right, and having the stadium tour. I feel like it's going to be this giant like pyrotechnic, just <laughs> like Rivers will live out his like kiss fantasy. Finally, I you know? hope so for that's sure. What, that's what I'm assuming. Just tons of costume changes, just crazy light shows, just. Pyro- pyrotechnics fireworks on every song i i would hope it's just gonna be a balls out just insane weezer show if the set list isn't gonna change have the 
stage show be completely bonkers. Yeah. Well, they'd have to. If they're going to do that, they'd have to come up with some, like, rockin' crazy songs. Yeah. And uh, so what do you think about the new song, End of End of the Game? Yeah. I listened to it once. I I don't know if I, I had, like, a super deep impression of it. I, I thought it was good. I thought the music video was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the that's my takeaway from it, at least right now. <laughs> I feel like I just I have to get context for it. What what's the rest of the album going to be like? Yeah, I, like I've been, why are we in the aliens again? Yeah, because well, I thought like, that was a different album. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because even for like a uh, white album with uh, "Thank God for Girls," I if I had just listened to that with no context for the rest of the album, I would buzz a completely different album. To the point where I even I remember when it came out, which was like right around the time uh, User was like big. I remember people asking me about it if I liked it. I I honestly said no. I I was not a fan of it. But now in the context of like what it is in the album, I mean, I think it's a great song. I just at the time I was just thing. So I, I I don't know if I want to give that judgment yet of like this new single was good or bad because my opinion of it could very easily change and like I know yeah. yeah. You don't want to be that guy. I yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I like it, but it might grow to be even like better for me once I hear the entire thing. Yeah. But I'm hopeful. I mean, I thought Pacific Daydream was great. I thought, you know, Black was, I mean, at the minimum fun, you yeah. know, it wasn't like horrible. So it didn't hurt my ears. Yeah. And you know some things do so (laughs) (laughs) try not to be mean (laughs) yeah yeah, for sure all right well i think this is a good time to take a break and when we come back we will say goodbye to alex All right, everyone. What is next? We have episode 53 where Alex and I will discuss Across the Sea, which is a Weezer classic from Pinkerton. Alex, please tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Sure thing. If you want to follow my art, uh, you can follow me at Instagram.com slash Magic. That's H-O-D-O. M-A-G-I-C. If you want to check out my website, which has more art, it's just my name, Alex Hodowanek, H-O-D-O-W-A-N-E-C.com. Uh, very professional. Just bought the domain yesterday, so oh. now I'm all, yeah, I'm now, I feel Fancy. legit. Yeah, I feel legit. <laughs> uh, and then if you want to listen to more uh, music that I've done, some mashups, some just random things that I thought were fun to post, uh, you can follow me on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash Chucky Nugget, uh, which is my weird stage name. So, yeah. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Uh, uh, so, back in the day, uh, me and my two friends, we used to go on Skype. Uh, and we would talk to each other. And on Skype, you can just change your name to whatever. So, I feel like we've had this kind of like unspoken competition of 
who can have the more ridiculous name. So we just keep updating our names to just like bizarre and bizarre things. And I think I eventually arrived on Chucky Nugget, and that's just kind of has become the my the fact, yeah, the, the standard <laughs> name now I use for things. I like it. Uh, yeah, I was curious about that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can find We Are Weezer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Are Weezer. Check us out on our website, weareweezer.com. You can listen to us, subscribe, and rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the different places to listen to podcasts, wherever you desire to hear them. And uh, it's free. Go for it. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on and uh, for being on our next show. Thank you, Brian, for the sound. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, that's it. Adios. Adios. Thank you so much, Rachel, for having me. Yes. We are Weezer, and I love you.